Welcome. I'm Jessica Tejan, and this is the Evolving to Exceptional podcast, where we talk about reaching peak performance in our workplaces, homes, and communities so that we can live our best life possible, an exceptional life. Welcome to this week's episode of the Evolving to Exceptional podcast. This week, it is just me, Jessica Tejan, and there is a topic that I wanted to talk about this week that has really been top of mind because of what's been happening in the news, because of the headlines that we've seen about the trauma that exists in transitions. And so when I'm talking about transitions, I'm referring to layoffs, downsizing, and terminations. So when people are going through these challenges, really it is trauma. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. So we've all seen the headlines about Twitter and Meta and that they're doing these significant workforce reductions, or the, you might have heard those terms referred to as layoffs or downsizing. Harvard Business Review just released an article last week that was titled, Are You Being Quiet Fired? Um, I thought that was such a fascinating term, quiet fired. And this is where they share that an issue with workplaces right now is that they're intentionally creating a hostile work environment that encourages people to leave voluntarily. It's hard to imagine that this is the levels that workplaces are are going to in order to reduce their workforce or in order to to manage their budgets. Uh, but but for those that apparently are enough that Harvard Business Review is calling attention to it, this is really a demonstration of the challenges that people may be facing, whether it's actually being terminated or facing these hostile work environments. And if this is what these big and and some of the biggest and most successful businesses are talking about, then likely it's coming up for small businesses as well. Likely it's impacting small businesses as they try to navigate the ever concerning economy and the impacts of what that economy looks like into the future on both hiring and termination decisions. And all of these issues are all of these signs point towards an issue that I'm not sure many recognize that accompanies with these situations. And that's the trauma that they cause. And yes, I'm using the word trauma and I'm not using it lightly. There are a lot of different definitions and opinions on trauma and on how to define it. But here's just a few of the definitions that I came up with or that I found. So trauma can be can be defined as an emotional response to a terrible event. It can be defined as the lasting emotional response that often results from living through a distressing event. It can be defined as an emotional upset or an event or circumstance resulting in physical harm, emotional harm, and our life-threatening harm. So what you can see here is that the definitions of trauma are much broader than in most than most people understand or that most people recognize. Um, I was just recently coaching a new client of mine, and when I when I brought up the word trauma in terms of some of her experiences, there was an immediate reaction there of, "Oh, like is it? Have I really been through a lot of trauma, or should I be grateful given my current life situation and all the the positive things?" Um, and my comment back to her is that you can be both grateful and have experienced trauma. And so when we think about trauma, expanding our definition of that can actually help us with better responding to the people that are facing those situations 
So now let's consider these definitions as they relate to involuntary job transitions, meaning the employee did not choose to leave their workplace of their own free will. So when a person or or, or an employee is being forced out of their place of employment, they're actually being stripped of a, a number of really core elements that are part of their lives, core components of their lives. So these are just some of the examples I came up with. I'm sure you can come up with more. But their their relationships and friendships that they've built in their workplace, the financial support that they receive for their families, the routines and habits they've built up over their career, the benefits they get, such as health insurance, possibly even where they derive their core sense of purpose. So some people, uh, I know that I'm one of them where my career, what I do every day really is what fills me up. So when I left my my last job, when I transitioned out of my last job, that was a huge loss for me. That was a huge shift. And a lot of times, these events, most of the times, almost all of the times, they are sudden, they're unanticipated, and they create a tidal wave of emotion for everyone involved, for everyone who, who is part of uh, terminations or downsizing. And so I think given that backdrop, trauma is more than an appropriate term to be using when we talk about going through these hardships. And until my own workplace transition a little over a year ago, I didn't really fully appreciate the painful experience that happens when you're leaving your workplace and, and what that can be in your life, how significant and substantial that can be in your life. And and I even in one of the, the burnout books I, w- I was reading about, I remember this struck me very deeply is that when we're transitioning out of a job, it is actually more stressful than going through a divorce. And that was shocking to me, but also reassuring at the same time that my own struggles with workplace transition and uh, the impact that it had on me emotionally were valid. That, that, that the experiences that people have when they're transitioning, when they're, when they're terminated or they're moving from one, one place of employment to the next are significant in terms of the impact on their, on their life overall. And I really didn't realize when I left uh, the impact it was going to be, that the relationships that would end, the friendships that would wane, the hurt that you would feel as a, as this major part of your life, this, this, you know, major component of where you go every day was just totally gone. Um, and, and not replaced right away with another, um, another role or another position. And although I was aware of those challenges because of my experience being in HR and offering, you know, benefits to help support people through transitions when we went through multiple downsizings, I really didn't appreciate how it would feel, how it would feel on the other end. I didn't know just how traumatic these life changes really could be for the people that were experiencing them. I didn't recognize how much hurt occurs when one goes through a transition they were not anticipating. And I did not understand how difficult this is, especially when it happens at the end of the year and in the holiday months. It can be really hard emotionally, mentally on the people that are impacted. And there are many people who are impacted by these situations and not just those who are the employees that are that are being involuntarily terminated, but also those who are forced to make the decisions about who will be terminated and those who must execute those decisions, either preparing the paperwork or communications or having the conversations themselves. So in my experience, by and large, this burden 
often lies with the business leaders and the human resources or talent management teams. That That is where these big decisions happen. I have far more experience in this space than I would like to have had in my career thus far. I've been through five involuntary uh, workforce reductions or downsizing and countless terminations, probably hundreds. And as both a vice president and talent management leader and general counsel with my last organization, I was responsible for ensuring every decision was made both legally and fairly. And then I was responsible for preparing everything, the communications, the documentation, planning it. And finally, I was often involved in the terminations themselves. Now, what I want to point out here is that the process itself of deciding who will be terminated is really grueling for those who are involved in the selection process. You must do a workforce analysis, determine who will make the list and who won't. The discussions and decisions are incredibly difficult. And maybe it's different in, in larger organizations. I've always been in, in smaller orga- smaller to mid-sized organizations, but maybe in larger organization, it's easier to simply choose names off a list of people that you maybe don't know. But in small organizations, you know every single person. You see them every day. You know their families. You know their situations. And every single layoff and termination is incredibly painful. And for me personally, in in my organization would really put me into a severe state of stress, anxiety, and even depression. Every time we went through one of these, it was an emotional upheaval for me and and not to take away from the experience of those who were impacted by being by being terminated but recognizing what it's like for the HR and talent management professionals who are having to go through these sometimes multiple times over year over year so you know never once in my years in corporate going through all these situations did i really appreciate or think about these experiences as traumatic and and appreciate how traumatic they were for me. I didn't realize what it was doing to to me, to my team, to my fellow leaders. Uh, I I mean of course I knew it wasn't fun and I felt sad and stressed, but I didn't realize the level of trauma that this was really creating for me. And I just kept trying to just ignore it and move on. Everything's fine. I got past it. I just need to focus on what comes next. And I really didn't take the steps necessary to really process the trauma in an effective way. And I wish I knew then what I now know about trauma and how if we don't deal with it effectively, that our body's going to hold on to it. I held on to years of workplace stress and trauma in my body simply because I lacked the knowledge or skills on what to do differently, on what what the alternative option was. So I'd often do the cliche, let's go have a drink or numb with Netflix, rather than actually face and feel the emotions that were triggered from going through those traumas. So for all of those out there that are facing a job transition, be it a layoff, workforce reduction, or termination, you are experiencing trauma. You absolutely are experiencing trauma. To all the human resources and talent management professionals out there that are having to deal with these situations, whether they are layoffs, terminations, or quiet firing, you are experiencing trauma. To all the leaders who are having to make these difficult decisions and struggling with their emotions about who will stay and who will be terminated, you are experiencing trauma. Okay, so if you're experiencing trauma, what do you do about it? What, what are your options? So I want to give you a few 
what I think of as pretty simple steps that will help you to start moving through. So the first step towards healing from trauma is recognizing and acknowledging your experiences as trauma and being willing to see them for what they truly are, a major life event. So just taking the time, just the acknowledgement that starts the process of allowing ourselves to deal with the event more effectively, rather than try to drink away or ignore our emotions to the situation, that's the first step. Just the acknowledgement, just recognizing and acknowledging where you are. The second step towards healing is to allow yourself to express and feel your emotions about this major event. Expression comes in a lot of different forms. Maybe you need a trusted professional to speak to. Maybe just a spouse or a friend. Maybe prayer or talking it out alone in the car. Writing can be an extremely useful and effective method. Or maybe you just need time to process in your own way through art, dance, exercise, away from everyone. Whatever method you choose, you absolutely must find an avenue to express your emotions. Then you must allow yourself to feel those emotions. Feel the anger, the bitterness, the judgment, the sadness, the hurt, and anything else that comes up. Now for me, as I worked through this second step, writing was an extremely effective method for me. It was a good way to let it out without it anyone else having to um, hear it or be impacted by, by those emotions. One of the challenges I've seen that people have with this step is being able to identify their emotions, being able to identify what they're experiencing. When you ask people to to name their emotions, most people can come up with three different emotions. Beyond that, they start to struggle. What are the different emotions that you might be experiencing? And so this is where getting an emotions chart can be helpful or uh, a tool or a technology. We'll talk more about what we've got coming soon that might be helpful here. But a method to help you to understand what are those emotions that you're experiencing so that you can process them. Because on a surface level, it may appear that you are experiencing a lot of anger. But when you go deeper than that, when you really understand the emotion, you might actually be really feeling hurt or not good enough or shame or some other emotion that's at a deeper level than just the service level emotion of anger. So really getting to the point that you can understand them, express them, and feel them is going to help you make a lot of progress as you're working through this trauma. Just these two steps are going to allow you to start moving that trauma out of your body. If you do nothing else, doing these two steps is going to be extremely impactful. The third step then is to repeat steps one and two as the emotions and challenges continue to come up. I wish I could tell you that this is a one and done process. I wish that rather than, you know, having to process things over and over again, you could just go through it and be done. But the truth is when we go through these traumas, they unearth other emotions. And so this is really a process that allows us to heal from the trauma over time as new things come up, as new, new emotions come up or new, new experiences come up that, that uh, as a result of the, the initial experience. For the issues that continue to come up as time passes, this is where we need the fourth step, which is to address the triggered traumas. So what do I mean by a triggered trauma? Sometimes when we go through one trauma, it triggers or reminds us of the feeling we experienced in a prior trauma in our life. 
the emotion that keeps coming up is due to the original trauma, not just the current one. So we start to, we're experiencing one trauma. We just got let go from, uh, uh, from a position. And now it's reminding us of when we were rejected from a certain college or we were rejected by a friendship back in, in high school or in grade school. It triggers some other memory that, or some other trauma or hurt that happened in our lives. And now that is coming to the surface. So as a result, we have to go back and actually discover what the original trauma is that's being triggered so we can recognize and acknowledge the experience then express and feel our emotions that are related to it. So, you know, in my journey, of course, it was painful leaving my prior workplace and, you know, the relationships and friendships and everything that I had developed there. But what really became difficult was all of the traumas that were triggered, all of the um, relationship challenges that were brought to the surface from my past by the pain I was experiencing as a result of leaving leaving my job. And so those other experiences started to come up and they were actually worse and even more painful than the current trauma. And, and, and I couldn't just ignore them because now they were surfaced. Now they were something I had to deal with. So the fifth and final step really is optional. And it's for those who are continuing to struggle with the original and triggered traumas. And that fifth step is to seek out an empathetic, compassionate, and helping professional. That might be a coach. It might be a therapist. It might be a counselor. But to find someone who can hold you in that trauma. When our traumas cannot be resolved on our own, when we are struggling as those triggered traumas come up or, or, or to, to move our way through those challenges, we really need someone who's going to witness it and empathize with us and support us in our process. So for me, because it was triggering some pretty major prior life events for me that had caused a lot of really, really deep pain from relationships that I'd had in the past, I needed to seek out that, that coach. I needed to seek out that partner, that helping professional who could be a witness to the pain that I was experiencing and the traumas that were coming and the feelings I was having and help me move through that process over time. And I was extremely blessed in my transition, in my workplace transition, to be supported by just some phenomenal coaches and therapists who really helped me work through the original and many of the triggered traumas that followed. So there is absolutely zero shame in seeking out and actually getting support. In fact, I think it makes you stronger and it shows the courage that you have to know that if you that this is an opportunity to work through feelings, emotions, and issues and come out even stronger. And that by pushing it down or pretending everything's okay or just trying to get through it, that you're actually going to have a harder time and it's going to be more difficult than if you simply get some support, get that empathetic, compassionate person who can help you work through those traumas. So for everybody out there who's facing this type of trauma right now, I want you to know from the deepest and most sincere place in my heart that you have my deepest empathy and compassion. What you're going through right now is absolutely real and it's so hard. It's overwhelming and it's exhausting. And you do not have to just get over it. You do not have to just suck it up and move on. Instead, what you want to do is learn to move through it, not be stuck in it, 
but learn to move through it. And I have 100% absolute confidence that you can and will be able to do so if you seek out the support that you need, if you follow these steps of this process, and if you take it seriously, if you really pay attention to those emotions that are coming up and those triggered traumas that are coming up and deal with them. So I want to offer a couple things. If you're finding yourself in one of these situations where you're experiencing the trauma of transition, I want to extend an offer to reach out to me. Whether it's me or one of the coaches on my team, we are here to support individuals that are like you with your transitions. And whether you work with me or you work with one of my team members, we can help you work through your transition and the trauma you're experiencing. And one of the ways that we can do that is a brand new technology that we're going to be launching in December and we'll be piloting sooner with those who come to work with us is a brand new technology that uses voice recognition, that uses voice measuring voice frequency in order to help you identify your emotions, in order to help you identify how you're doing overall from an emotional intelligence standpoint, how you're managing through your emotions, how you're expressing your emotions, how you're feeling and what those emotions are. It's incredible incredibly powerful and it can make a huge difference as you're moving through these traumas and going through these transitions to have some hard data to work with, especially if you're someone who struggles to know what the different emotions are you're experiencing and how to navigate them. So I want to extend an invite if you are interested in either getting some coaching or being part of our pilot with this brand new technology. Um, It's going to be an app called Evolving You and it's going to help you to really evolve those inner emotions and those inner pieces of who you are so you can get to that better wisdom, those better results and outcomes in your life. If you're interested in this, message us. You can email us at contact at evolving to exceptional.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram or LinkedIn. Just get in touch with us. We would love to work with you and help support you as you're going through these transitions and as you're making these shifts in your life. And especially for those of you that are in HR talent management, you're not necessarily the one who's been, been terminated or is going through the transition, but you're part of the process to just know that it's really hard. And if you need support, we are here for that. And we would love to work with you and extend an invite to to work together. So I hope that you found these tips helpful and impactful and useful for you in terms of your current uh, current workplace transition or current situation. Um, as always, I want to remind you to just always keep evolving no matter what you do. If you keep evolving and growing, you will come out better in the end. Have a wonderful day and I will be with you again next week.